Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. It's another Sunday morning, another beautiful, precious opportunity to be in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ, to not only hear his word, but to become his word, and not only be to not only to be anointed with his sevenfold Holy Spirit, but to have the knowledge and wisdom to know how to use it in these last days. The title of my message this morning is God's Final Call of Mercy. Before we begin, let us start with this prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we love you so very much, not only because of who you are, but because of all that we are becoming because of you. We want to thank you for making a way for us to learn the deeper truths, to find a way of escape, in this sinful and dying world to help us, Father, to understand the urgency of the message of these last days, that we will not be deceived by the enemy, but rather to be enlightened by the truth, the truth that will set us free from the bondage of sin and death and to cause us to continually walk this straight and narrow path into the kingdom of God. So we ask, Father, that you have your way in everything that is said, everything that is done this morning by way of this message. We love you and dedicate this service unto you now as you bless your people, mind, body, and spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen and amen. So let us begin. In Revelation 14, we see the three angels proclaiming with the loud voices, and they give three important messages to the world. It's also recorded in Revelation 18. So remember that we are in a series of messages entitled The End of the World. It's that simple. Now has come time for us to understand that we are closer than everyone thinks, closer to the end of the world. Why did I bring this message through and why am I speaking about the book of the Revelation 14 and 18 this morning? Is because what interests me is that when you read these messages, which we will do today, you will see that they contain very strong and dire warnings, not just to the unbelievers, but especially for those professing in the Christian faith and doctrine. And yet these are messages of love because God doesn't show his love for us by saying nice things. He also shows his love by warning us and chastising us, telling us the consequences if we don't heed to those warnings. Why is that interesting? Because if you give these warning messages of revelation to a professed Christian church throughout the world today, the majority of them will tell you that you're just not being loving or are not having brotherly love or you're trying to judge them. And they will just reject the messages that you have to say, which reveals a a major problem with the majority of Christians today. Revelation 14, 6 says this, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven. 
So you see, the first thing to realize with regards to these angels from the book of the Revelation is that we are not going to see literal angels flying around the world giving these messages, even though literal angels have an important role to play in this final message. I'm saying that just as Jacob saw angels ascending and descending on the ladder, there are angels all over the world coming down from heaven, helping to impart light and power to God's people on earth to those who will have an open mind to hear what the Spirit has to say to the churches. But listen, these messengers of Revelation 14 also represent God's sovereignty and how much he loves the people on earth by sounding the call of mercy to the world through and by these angels. Listen to Revelation 14, 6, 7 about the first angel. It says, I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of water. So you can see here in the book of the Revelation that as much as God loves us, he, in the book of the Revelation, is here to chastise so that we can understand the urgency of what is coming. The book of the Revelation doesn't talk about the love of God, but rather how God is going to take vengeance and judgment upon the earth. But listen, that is his love for his people. Because notice the angel has something to preach to the world. Again, it shows that how much he loves his message by even sending these angels to bring knowledge to us, helping to give light and power to each and every one of us through their, their messages here in the book of the Revelation. And what important message do they have to preach today? It is still and always has been the, the, the message of the everlasting gospel of the kingdom of God. Because the word of God teaches us that the gospel is an everlasting one and that it is preached and revealed throughout the Old Testament, the same as it will in the New Testament. For the word of God teaches us that, in, in, in fact, in Ecclesi in, you can find that in Ecclesiastics 1.9. It teaches us this, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. History will repeat itself. We have seen the history in the book of the Revelation repeat itself over and over again throughout these past years. It's nothing new. But more than that, you need to understand that what is repeating itself are the things from the Old Testament. What does the first messenger angel tell the people of the world? He tells us to fear God. That message has been preached throughout the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. What does it mean to fear God? Well, take a look at Proverbs 8.13. It says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way. So you see, this is nothing new. This is the same message that God has brought from the Old Testament into the New Testament. But the problem is that people think that 
the messages of the Old Testament do not apply to the New Testament. So living in the fear of God, it says here, is to hate the things that God hates. He hates sin and that we must turn away from it. In other words, to fear God is to love righteousness. And as Jesus said in Matthew 5, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. Yes, my friends, filled with the Spirit of God, the sevenfold Holy Spirit of God, giving glory to God. Giving glory, I said, to God. But how do we bring glory to God in our lives? Listen to Exodus thirty-three twenty-two. It says that God's glory passed by the mount where Moses was. And then in Exodus 34, 6, 7, it reveals that the glory, God's character, is merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. So we are to show God's character in our lives to the world through the power of the sevenfold Holy Spirit that dwells within us. For know ye not that ye are the temple of God and the housing place of the sevenfold Holy Spirit? God's character is merciful, gracious, long-suffering, and abundant in goodness and truth. And therefore, that should be the character in our lives. Listen, brothers and sisters, the hour of God's judgment has come. You might ask, is the world being judged right now? Well, I want you to think about this. When Jesus Christ returns, he says, what does the Bible say he has with him? Revelation twenty two twelve says, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. So for Jesus to have his reward to give us when he returns, what must have already taken place? Firstly, his judgment. Listen, right now in the heavenly places, the cases for all people are being decided. Do you have the kind of faith that it's going to take? Think about who you are and the life that you're living. Think about what you have done for God this week and what you will continue to do for him. Because if you have that kind of faith, then you are actually living in the accordance with what your faith proclaims. We must practice what we preach and live the life. Because this is what Jesus Christ and the Father would want us to do. People are just trying to find a way right now to escape judgment, even though they live in sin. But his word teaches to worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of the water. So you see, it's not what we do. It's how we do what we do. Do you know that the angel is pointing to us here on earth when he says this? He is pointing to us and to the Creator. The message of Revelation 14 announces the fall of Babylon, and it must apply to religious bodies that were once pure and have become corrupt. There are so many churches that was, were once pure and have become corrupt. There are so many Christians that were once pure and have become corrupt. Think about it. Since this message of the book of the Revelation, Revelation 14, follows the warning of the judgment. It must be given in the last days. I am going to continue on with Revelation 14, 9 through 12. Listen as I read. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, 
If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture in the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night, or worship the who those who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So once again, I repeat to you, this most dire message is giving us warning in the end time. He is no longer speaking about his love. He's speaking about his judgments. He is speaking about his lack of patience to those who are falling away or those who are still sitting on the fence. And yet the majority of people will tell you that you are not being a loving person if you want to tell them the truth that I'm telling you right now. So is God not being loving by giving this warning to the world? Is God not being loving by giving the book of the revelation that so many churches are afraid to speak about or preach about? He is absolutely being the same loving God that he always is. Because what people don't realize is that the book of the revelation is really a message of love to those who love him. But it is a message of judgment to those who will constantly come against him. Now we know that the lost will not only receive the terrible plagues to come, but will also be cast into the lake of fire. So is it not a loving God to warn his people so that they won't be lost? Of course it is. God is always love. But listen, Satan has unfortunately turned people from the clear truth and turned this truth into lies. 2 Timothy 4, 3-5 through says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. The book of the Revelation is warning us. You know, Satan will turn us all away from the biblical truth and doctrine to cause us to fall away from our God, to destroy the kingdom that God's people believe in and have searched for and long to enter into, which is why the messages of the book of the Revelation is so important because this message is a warning about receiving the mark of the beast. Listen, the third angel's message is to all who must look to Jesus. Those who look to man for understanding, help and power and give their allegiance to man will be deceived by man and end up receiving the mark of the beast. 
Whereas those who look to Christ and Christ alone for teaching, understanding, help, and power, and give their allegiance to our Lord Jesus Christ as their leader, as their king, as their savior, will not be deceived and will not receive the mark of the beast. It's that clear in the book of the Revelation. There is no ifs or buts about it. So then you think about it. Why will people receive the mark of the beast? And I'm talking about, I shouldn't even say people. I should say Christians that are falling away left and right all around us. It's because they look to man for man's teaching, man's understanding, and man's help. They're so used to of Googling everything or, 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 or trying to find everything out by way of internet and not by way of God. They give their allegiance to man due to their lack of faith, which means they cannot be justified and eventually they will receive the mark of the beast. But listen, be hopeful as you are faithful. Have faith. Have faith. Because those who truly have faith in Jesus will look to Jesus Christ alone for teaching, understanding, and help. We the children of God will give full allegiance to our Lord Jesus Christ through our faith. We will see the sinfulness of trusting man and remaining in a lukewarm condition. We must understand that we must live by the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ and keep his commandments. This is the understanding of the third angel's message. It says in Revelation 14, 12, the saints are those who are clothed with the righteousness of Christ. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the time is at hand, and we can no longer put our trust in man, and we can no longer put our trust in ourselves. We must put our complete trust in Jesus Christ. We must look to Jesus Christ alone for teaching, understanding, and power. We must surrender all to him and give our allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ alone. Then our Heavenly Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, the sevenfold Holy Spirit, I'm talking about the power of Trinity, can work through us. And, the, and all things can be done according to God's blessings in our lives, which will cause us not to be deceived by man or by the beast and absolutely not receive the mark. Revelation 14, 12 says, here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Let that be us. Be patient, saints of God. Keep his commandments and have the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ in a greater way than ever before. Revelation 18, 1 through 4 reads this. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power. And the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, has become and is become the habitation of devils, and hold the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed, rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not her plagues. Brothers and sisters in Christ, 
This fourth message is a repeat of the second angel above, but with added power and glory, which shows us how important it is to find out who the great Babylon is and why it is given with added power and glory. Because this is when the mark of the beast will be enforced. And God will add that power and glory to this warning message because time is almost up, my friends. This is a message from God himself. Brethren, he is calling his people out of Babylon. He's speaking to the hearts of those who have not seen the truth yet. And he needs all of us to open their eyes to the truth. Yes, there are many of God's true people that are stuck there in Babylon, people who are living up to the light that they have and are following the Lord Jesus Christ in accordance with what he has taught them. They are stuck and rooted there because they have, they have the power and honor of Almighty God. But this is the important fact about this dire warning and final call of the mercy of God. They have to, they have to come out of Babylon. Once the truth has been shown to them, they have to be obedient to the truth and show true allegiance to God, Father, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and his seventh-fold Holy Spirit. Otherwise, they will end up sharing in the sins and plagues and be lost. I'm going to close my message today with this scripture found in 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 7 through 12. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall the wicked be revealed, and the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying, lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Brothers and sisters in Christ, do not be deceived. Do not allow the wicked one to lie, to steal, to kill and destroy you. Remember, time, the time is at hand. Remember that Satan wants to deceive God's very elect. Remain strong. Stay focused. Believe only the things that are true. Keep your eyes on the master. Keep your ears open to what the spirit has to say to the seven golden candlestick churches. Keep your feet rooted in the word of God as it continues to walk the path into the kingdom of God and continue to listen to the messages every Sunday so that you can understand what this world 
is ready to enter into for the glory and honor of the Lord Jesus Christ and for the completion of his work that his people will be clothed in righteousness and will enter into the new kingdom. For behold, I doeth a new thing, saith the Lord, and now it shall spring forth. And with this new thing, my people will enter into a new heaven and a new earth. There shall be no more sin. There shall be no more death. Thus saith the word of the Lord to his very anointed ones and those who will not be moved and will not be removed from the golden candlestick churches. Amen and amen. Thank <laughs> you.